Welcome to the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with emerging artists and industry leaders about all things paper flowers. Through this podcast, we hope to continue to share knowledge, connect all of us together, and elevate the artistry of each and every one of us. Hello, I'm Quen Wen. I'm Jesse Chu. I'm Priscilla Park. Our mission is to share, connect, and elevate the paper floral industry. We are some of the voices behind the Paper Floors Collective. Welcome to our podcast, Paper Talk. You are listening to episode five of the Paper Talk podcast. Today we'll be chatting with Margie Keats of the lovely Av. Margie is not only a crazy talented paper florist, but she's also an incredibly business savvy boss lady. We all had the pleasure of meeting her in person, finally, at the Paper Florist Masterclass this past April, and she was simply amazing. So we are so looking forward to chatting with you, Margie. We love receiving your feedback on our podcast. Trish Bernard says, so excited about these podcasts. Looking forward to many more. Thank you for sharing. So be sure to leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the Paper Talk podcast. Thank you. Today, we're going to be talking to Margie Keats of the lovely Ab, and we've been name dropping Margie since we started this um, Paper Talk podcast. And so we thought it was fitting that she would be our next guest. And you all know Margie, if you are familiar at all with Paper Flowers, um, the, for many of us, her name is one of the first that pops up when we think of exceptional paper florists. Uh, we're gonna hear a little bit about her company, how she got started, and we love Margie so much. We met her yes. in person at the Paper Florist Masterclass. So let's begin. Hi, Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. And oh my gosh, Priscilla, thank you so much for saying such kind things. Thank you. Oh, they're all true. Yes. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. It was just, it was so funny. I'm going to tell you guys a little backstory. So when we started the masterclass and we had to go pick up Margie from the airport, we're all talking to us like, what if Margie's not the way she is online? What if she's like really quiet? And we're like, what do we do? <laughs> and the first thing that happens when we meet her at the airport, she gives us a giant hug and she comes running up to all of us. So it was, it was amazing. It was a blast. She's so sweet and so wonderful. And oh. we're so happy to have you at Paper Talk. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that was such a um, wonderful experience, number one. You ladies did such an incredible job. But meeting you guys for the first time, I mean, you have been so supportive of my journey and so loving. And so I, I was so excited to come and just, oh, give you the biggest hugs. So, and so anyway, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, Margie, can you tell us a little bit first, people that don't already know who you are, who the lovely, <laughs> what the lovely app is. Can you just give us a little, what's your elevator pitch? Tell us a little bit about you. Who is Margie Keats? <laughs> so yeah, my name is Margie Keats. We've said that a few times. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> I know, sorry. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, and I'm a paper florist, which if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you are too. Um, but yeah, what we do, or at least what I do is we use high quality synthetic, or wow, not synthetic, <laughs> high quality crepe paper from Italy and Germany, realistic looking paper flowers. And I've been doing this for about four years under the lovely avenue, but I've been making fl paper flowers since 2012, since I started making them for my wedding. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy ride, but that's what I get to do every day and I love it. So, yeah. That is so amazing. Um, I think you and I are on the same pathway and it's just been really amazing to see when I started, you were definitely right there with me and to meet you in person this year was just crazy awesome. <laughs> 
dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) It was. So seriously, when I was feeling like really nervous, when we were at the airport and like Quinn said, we we're like, what if she's totally different? Which I knew she wouldn't be. She lived up to every single expectation in my mind. Aww. So when I met your person, I was like, oh, she's hugging me. That's a hug from Marjorie. Oh. You know, it's such an interesting thing because um, your, your online personality, there is a difference. There's a difference between who you want to show. And, and I talked a little bit about this in the masterclass too, was that, that line that you are trying really hard not to cross. Um, but that that kind of goes between your personality and your brand's personality because there is a difference. It, it's something that I noticed was taking over for the first two years of my of my. Well, actually, that's a lie. Excuse me. For the first two years of the business, I was trying to keep it more just like this is a business, this is a shop, and not really show me or my face. And I noticed that that was something that actually people really wanted to see was a personality behind the brand. They wanted to be able to to know who the artist was because that gives them an investment into your product, but it's still a fine line because then, you know, if you want your, your brand to keep growing, it needs to grow past you. But also on top of that, you need to always be on point. And that can be really rough, especially if you're having a rough month or a rough whatever, you know? So like for me, I've had a pretty rough couple, two months, and it's been hard to be online because you, you kind of get a, a sense of like, you have to be at a certain level for your followers, which is great. But if you're not at that level personally, it's hard. And so, so yeah, I'm glad that it, it's come across as being like, oh, what I've seen online, because that's the whole point. You want to ha- be authentic, um, but it's it's a fine line of, of making sure that you stay healthy too. So I, I'm glad I'm glad it's been consistent. Um, but I I don't know if you guys have noticed that I've been a, a little quiet. I mean, a lot has been going on anyway because so I just like haven't felt like I've had time, which is something we can talk about later in this podcast about how you guys balance work life and home life and how you balance social media. I think I'm a little bit um, lucky to be able to not have to post all the time and know that my followers will still be there. It's a little different when you have a a smaller following or you have to be consistent because you need to be able to push your product as much as possible. So it's hard to take that break. So Quinn, you're talking about when you and I first started, you know, that first year, the 2015, I was making a flower a day, if not more. And I'm sure you were too, in regards to just making, like we didn't, I didn't have orders but I was trying my hardest to get people out or at least enough product out to show like, Hey, I can make this or I can try to make this or I can do this. I mean, I was taking photos in my tiny space and just doing my best to like edit them the best I could at that time. And I was trying to post every day. And now four years later, I did get really, really lucky getting the following that I have, but I kind of, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's not everything. And so you just have to make sure that you take care of yourself and, and that's what I've been trying to do. Plus there's just been, it's been crazy. But anyway, I went on a tangent there. I'm glad that there's consistency there, but um, it can be hard. So yeah, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) But you're absolutely so right. At the very beginning, I think the stages are quite different and you can see everyone at the very beginning, they try to make as many flowers as they can to showcase that they can do so much. And then as you do grow comfortable with your brand, with yourself, with your skills, and as you build your tools to create the platform and to create your audience and to create your following, it completely changes. And we've been so lucky that we've been able to find our audience. Your audience is quite different from my audience, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. There is so Mm -hmm. much work to be done 
by everybody. I keep saying there's so much work that you don't have to compete and you don't have to like hold on to your techniques because everyone makes flowers a little bit different. All four of us right here, if you look at our rows, completely different. Yeah. Our, our personality goes so much into our paper flowers that it shines and it shows our personality. And that's why our audience, our followers love us. And I think that's why your brand is so amazing because you have found your branding, your niche so perfectly. And it's just been really amazing. From what we've heard from the masterclass, you found your branding right at the very beginning. And I love that you knew that about yourself, that you were able to communicate to this um, brand person to translate that. So can you tell us about that process a little bit? How you do recall four years ago, like this is what it's going to be and, and how it's been able to grow with you? Yeah. So what I decided to do four years ago, it was actually at the the pressure of my husband. So when I decided to quit my job four years ago, it was almost, he wasn't telling me like, well, then you need to like be as serious about this as you were would be about your nine to five job that you just quit. But it was almost like an internal thing in my head. I'm like, look, I need to almost prove to my husband that like I can do this. Um, and that's just my personality type, right? So the reason, the way that I found my branding at the start was really kind of by a mis by a mistake. Um, it was because I decided to quit my job, and so I wanted to do this the right way. And I um, knew a lot of people in the branding industry, and specifically one of the people that I knew was actually my wedding photographer. She turned into from invitations and weddings into more let's do branding because she was really great with designing paper goods. So. From that point, she was just starting her business. So it was really easy for me to kind of go like, hey, like, I don't really know where I'm do what I'm doing yet. And I decided that I want to try to do this full time, but I don't know where to start when it comes to like getting cards or anything like that. And so she kind of helped me put all of my ideas in one place. So I knew for a fact that like I was not going to be good at getting because like everything was cute, right? So like, I wanted to be like, oh my gosh, like that script is gorgeous. But like, maybe I should have a ton of flowers because I'm making flowers or, and, and it was really nice to have another professional kind of rein me in and say, okay, let's get all your ideas in one spot. And then let me walk you through them so that we can make sure that the brand we're creating for you, um, or at least just the outer edges of your brand, not even it's, it's hollow right now. What I'm doing is just giving you a face so that when people start to see your name or see your company's name they're seeing what we've built together and you have to fill in the middle you have to be the one that lives that every day but let's make sure that it lasts longer than three years because what you're showing me right now is very very much what's happening in that in 2015 <laughs> so let's make sure that we and, and it took another professional to tell me that and so that was why um i said at the master class and i'm happy to say over and over again if you can invest in someone else helping you build your brand at first, or at least your marketing materials. Because what that does is it just gives you a structure to work within. You, you can rebrand anytime, um, but if you do it right the first time, you won't have to for a while. And the whole point of having that those structures is so that you can have a guideline. Like, my brand colors are this. I'm kind of going to stick with that. My my sayings that we came up with are these, and I'm going to stick with these sayings and be consistent with them. And now what has happened is when the more consistent I've been with them, the more people recognize them. 
And in a weird way, because I didn't have to think about like, oh my gosh, what is what are my cards going to say or anything like that? That was already done for me. I was able to focus more on the in on right. We built the structure, and so from immediately, what people see is my branding in that sense of like what my um, my logo looks like, what my sayings are, and kind of what my colors and my my overall feel of the brand is. And then I filled in the inside, so the hollow the hollowness that was when I first started, I filled that in. I did that by creating every day and taking probably two years to figure out what I wanted to do with this because there's so many different avenues that you can take with paper flowers. But in 2015, there weren't, weren't that many people doing it yet. And so I felt like I could just go anywhere. So I was, I was trying everything. I was going, I can do home decor. I can do gifts. I can do holidays. I can do weddings. I can do large paper flowers, like whatever, you know, I was trying everything. And what that did for me was, but I was trying everything, but I wasn't trying to be incredible at them. Does that make sense? I was just doing it and saying, what can, what can I do that makes me happy that I can do in a reasonable amount of time and that makes it, it's unique enough. And that helped me settle on, I love working with home decor situations. I love working with like gifts and meaningful gifts. And I've definitely still metal in the holiday uh, part of things, but I've definitely stepped back and away from weddings, even though weddings seem like the perfect thing for paper flowers, it wasn't the perfect thing for my brand. And the only way I could really figure that out was not having to worry about what my business cards look like, everything like that. She, in a way, helped me build the found, the foundation for my house and the walls for my house. And I needed to fill in the middle of it with my heart and my style. And the only way I could figure out my style was just to create every day. So yeah, that's that was the decision I made. I, it's five years ago now because I, I was working with her a little bit before I started the the, the website and everything like that. So yeah. It was that. <laughs> well, that's, that's a great way of putting it in terms of getting the bare bones structure set up for you and then you filling in, uh, I guess, the heart and soul of your company. I often find that as artists, we're too attached to our work. We're too close to it that we can't really step back and actually brand ourselves properly because we're so, you know, we look at our flowers and we're like, we love the colors, but we can't actually read it properly. It's not until someone comes and looks at all your work and says, you know what, these are the adjectives that I would use to describe your work because they're, you know, they're, they're arm's length. They can have a more objective view of what message you're trying to convey or um, how you're conveying it. And sometimes you do need somebody to come in and say, you know what, I'll help you with your logo. I'll help you with the branding because they get that clarity versus you, you have preferences, you have like you said, you loved everything. Yeah. That's not your brand, right? So I love what you're saying about, you know, get that structure, get someone in to help you because, you know, we can't do everything. We're, yes, in a way, we're jack of all trades being entrepreneurs, but on some things, you really need that, you know, people to help you. And once you get that, I think, like you said, I think your story is a perfect example of then having the time to actually commit finding your art, right? Finding your aesthetic and focusing on the business side. That's so yeah, sad. absolutely. 
Well, and the, the thing is, too, is what it did is it almost um, I wasn't an imposter, but it, it when I was in my first year, I could hand out these gorgeous cards and have this, um, even though she didn't do my website for me, a lot of the marketing materials that she made it like the watercolor peonies, the script, the multiple logos that, that were connected to me only I used on my website. And so it just made it elevated me. And quickly without me having to do a lot of work. Um, and so that was super helpful too. And so that's why I just think that that's so important, but it really was so easy. So I know that you guys are talking like, how did you figure that out so fast at, at the start? It's like, I didn't, I just had someone else do it for me. <laughs> and I, I worked within that. And so it felt easy that way because of that, but I still needed to fill in my house. I still needed to work my butt off to have that, that feel that can resonate with the brand. If not, it's just a pretty logo and some really pretty script and that's it. So you still have to, to work on what you want your brand to be. And, and again, I've talked about this in the masterclass, but that really ties into why you're doing this in the first place. If not, I think it's almost equal. Like your brand should eat almost equal your why. And so I think a lot of that um, comes to, why you're starting it, which I know that um, that that easily pertains into if you're struggling as a paper florist, your why is also super helpful. I mean, it's basically I keep talking about this house metaphor, um, but I love it. It makes sense. It, but your why is like your foundation and your branding is like the walls around it. And what you fill in the, in the middle is is what's important because that's what people can see. Cause you're, you're basically in a glass house. Everybody's looking in and you need to make sure that you are being consistent with what you want to keep putting out. And that consistency is what help that consistent you're only consistent based off of how strong your foundation is and your foundation is your why. So, so there's that. <laughs> and Margie, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you found your, clients like your ideal target audience because a lot of times people yes they have their marketing down they have their flowers down but they don't know who they're selling to so can you talk a little bit about that was it a you build it and then they come because they're attracted to the images that you're putting out the marketing your whole brand or how did you go about that process or how did you narrow down your target audience? I think it, it kind of goes off to what I said a little bit earlier when I was, I was trying everything. And so what I did was if I found out what I was happy doing. And what's interesting is when you realize, like when you find what you love to do the most, you attract the people who want to purchase that. Um, but it, it took, it took, a, it was really hard for me to like put my blinders on and only focus on what I wanted to do because, and I still do it. I still, especially in the tough months, because we all have tough months. I'm like, why don't I, why didn't I do weddings? Like I, these, these tough months for me could be my really crazy busy months. You know what I'm saying? But grass is always greener and you have to remember what is, what makes you happy. And so for me, I just found that doing special pieces that could go into someone's home for a long time, um, or special pieces for gifts, or like I said, holidays and things like that. They resonated with me, and it was always super fun to try and put different pieces together. And a lot of this, I would probably try to do that once a month when I first started this, where I would just put a piece together that wasn't commissioned. And again, it's just showing your clients or your possible clients what you can do. And so now I would say I would I get about five orders a week that are just random internet orders that people are coming through. But because of the way that my website looks now, which is very 
uh, focused on, let me show you what I can bring into your home and things like that. The orders are coming through. It's like, oh my gosh, this would be great on my kitchen table. <laughs> um, and But th- that didn't come without a lot of work. And I think that that probably took me I would say close to two and a half years to really get that focus and to rem- and to almost recognize my own client. And then um, learning how to say no was huge for me too. So then knowing that like I'd get a client come through and they wanted something that I don't know, normally like doing or whatever. Um, and that was interesting to, to be able to learn to start to say no, even though if the money was good, because it wasn't, it was, it's not meant for me allowing. And and then from that point, knowing which artist would, so like I've referred a lot of people to each one of you that I've, that we're speaking to right now, you start to realize that there are different niches in this huge market. Like you don't have to do everything. There's still plenty of work for everybody, but yeah, knowing, but to me, it took me trying, trying it out almost every option. So I used to do large flowers, then I used to do weddings, and then I used to, you know what I'm saying? Um, and right now I get it, it, You, as a new paper florist, if you're listening to this, you might feel so much pressure to try to be the best because you're seeing a lot of people doing um, a lot of things at and doing it at such a high level, but don't, don't get intimidated by it. You need to find out what's best for you. And in my opinion, what you find that out by working through it. It's not, it's not going to come to you right when you start. I recommend that you actually do try everything because you never know what you actually end up being really happy about or happy doing. So get, become a well-rounded paper florist, try large scale flowers, try smaller flowers, try weddings, try everything. And then, then from there decide, Oh, this is actually what makes me happy. Yeah. I think it will, it will help you become a more well-rounded person. Words of wisdom right there. Gold. (laughs) Because I think that is so correct. I think all of us, I mean, I don't know about you, Priscilla, but I think Jesse and I and Margie definitely tried all different types of flowers, trying to find what drew us in the most. And I feel like you started out with large flowers and you like knew that was what you wanted to do and you stuck with it and you built it to like just amazingness. I would say find what makes you happy because if you're happy doing it, it'll translate into your work. And that is so, so true. And so I want to turn the conversation a little bit because I know a lot of things are going in, in your life right now, especially the move. Can you tell us about the huge, why you're moving, what happened, and how is that coming along? <laughs> oh, my heavens. So, okay, I do. I want to preface this because that's, I think a lot of people can tell. It's funny. It's amazing, number one, how wonderful this community is. I've never received so much outpour and I haven't even really explained what's been going on, but I, it's, it's awesome that people can tell that there's something wrong. (laughs) So, um, which also then kind of, uh, it kind of tells me that I'm a little too personally attached to this brand because people can tell that I'm not fully in it, but that's okay. Anyway, other story. I, two years ago found this incredible space. It was like the last of the grungy artist spaces here in Salt Lake city. It was super cheap but super sketchy <laughs> like, I think it was up to code we could have died multiple times I have a story about what happened last night I can even tell it on the podcast or tell you guys later because it involves a hobo on a oh oh interesting 
it was terrifying. Anyway, okay, so awesome place though, super cheap and like it helped me so much as an artist. I didn't realize how much I was holding myself back at working outside of my home because I know a lot of I know a lot of artists can do it. And then I also understand that not everyone is in a um, place where they can find cheap rent. But for me, it was I didn't realize how much it was holding me back artistically to have my work right here in my home. Now, I also live in a very small apartment still because we like to save, I guess. I don't know. Let's not talk. <laughs> but um, so moving out, it was insane. I, all of a sudden I had space and I had this ability to leave. And that was huge for me. And so the the building is called the Pickle Company. And so the Pickle has such a, a, a really close place to my heart. It was my very first studio. I felt so proud and accomplished, even though it was super super grungy and like taking clients over was terrifying but thank goodness like 85% of my cells are out of state so anyway long story short somebody bought the building and we'd kind of heard about someone going to buy the building ever since we moved in it just never happened and when I talked to the people who've been there for like 12 years they're like oh yeah someone's always buying this building it's fine nothing will happen well something happened um, and what's frustrating about it is you know, I only signed a month to month. So legally, they only had to give me 30 days. But they knew the minute they bought the building, which was like in February, that they were going to kick everybody out. But we got notice uh, May 1st. And so it was, it was such rough timing, because like, I had Mother's Day, and Mother's Day needed to go out May 12th, or at least May 8th to get there by May 12th. And I so I had that and I had subscriptions needing to go out as well. I was like, I don't have the mental capacity to start looking for a new space. And this is definitely a personality flaw of mine. I, I don't do well when I don't have control over. So like, I felt like I was being pushed into a new space, which obviously it was like I needed to find a new space. And so what was hard about that was I just didn't feel like I had the heart to look for new places because I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave the pickle. And so it's been a rough couple of weeks of just like not being able to find something in the price range. Obviously, I was never going to find something in that range. Um, so then wrapping my head around like, can I afford double the cost? Finding a space, trying to connect with it when I didn't really want to connect with it because I didn't want to leave my space. But great news. I signed a lease yesterday, literally down to the wire. Yay! <laughs> signed a lease yesterday it's a gorgeous gorgeous space we did just get noticed that the space that they they want to put us in is not structurally sound oh no oh. <laughs> so they have to put a cross beam in or something they said it would only take two weeks which I'm like wait what they're putting us into a different space in the meantime so like I still have a place to go and I get free rent so I'm okay with it but it's just been it's been insane like it has never made me question if I knew what I was doing more than it, I questioned it, like all of a sudden you get thrown into this world and, and it's the world that you don't understand. The lease that I got, P.S. my new space is 400 square feet. So it's not like crazy big, but it's nice. The lease I received was 45 pages long and immediately. So same thing when, when it, we talked about branding a little bit before and we said like, hey, reach out if you need help. I was like, I don't know contracts. I am reaching out to friends that I know who are lawyers and thank goodness I had some because I understand that like lawyers are crazy expensive but I I would have paid to get a lawyer in here because there were things in that contract that were so terrifying and did not make sense for a 400 square foot place but what I ended up finding out was that this 
company that was handling all of the leasing is a company that normally handles huge corporations that are taking over full mm-hmm. buildings. So he just copied and pasted and sent me a lease, not thinking about it, which is ridiculous because I'm like, that's your job. <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, if I wouldn't have double checked, there was this specifically, there was this one part where, um, it was assuming I was a storefront. So they're like, you have to have a business, uh, set business hours. And you, if you're not there, you get fined $50 a day in order to, because we want you to have set hours. Well, I'm in a studio three stories up in the back. So I'm like, what? No, I'm up. I'm by appointment only, but I would have only figured that out if my lawyer, cause that was like page 33 section 26 like I wasn't, and, and, or sorry, Jesse, you're a lawyer. I don't know how your mind works this way because mine doesn't. <laughs> what are all these words and why can't they, why can't it be more clear? Anyway, so long story short, I have finally found a space, but yes, that has been what's been going on while I also have been trying not to close the shop because I know I'm about to go into some pretty hefty financial yeah, obligations. Yeah, just trying to like, I just got out June subscription yesterday started on or sorry started packing yes last night I'm about to run to my landlord after this podcast to get my new key and start moving everything over it's been a crazy last two days but like I guess that's how you grow as a person and as an artist so I, I I've been so resentful about this whole thing and it's another reason why I don't think I've been posting a lot because you can, I can't hide that and you can feel, and also what's so sad is that you can see that in my work too. Like you're, you're not happy. And so, which is actually funny because I feel like I've actually been creating some beautiful things in the midst of all of this, but it has been taken, it's taken me a lot longer to create something beautiful before, you know, you can sit down and feel super happy. And if you're not, but you know, you have to get this work done. Oh, heavens, that that was probably the most difficult part of this whole thing. The reason I think that we're bringing this up is just to say, like, social media can show or tell people so many things. Usually all that's doing is showing the, the happy side of things. So and that's not the case. You guys are so kind about the, the words that you say about me as an artist, but I'm still a human and we all go through things like this. And, and it's, it would be dumb for me not to express that this is just a hard part of being, uh, being your own business owner. Um, And so anyway, yeah, but I'm excited. We have a new space and I think my brain is finally starting to go like, this is great. You have air conditioning, you have heat, you have security. There's not going to be hobos on your, on your roof. (laughs) Always a plus, I think. Oh my gosh, guys. It was terrifying. We had to call the police. It was bad. Oh, he tried to kick in our windows. That's why it was scary. Oh my gosh. It was um, 8.45 at night. It was just me and my assistant in this in the whole space, like in the whole building. And so I was like, okay. So I had my scissors in my hands and I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Have a weapon, we'll use. This is crazy because I'm like, I have been here for two years. This has never happened. And of course, the last night we're here, I almost tried to break in. Like, what's happening? 
gosh. <laughs> it's a good thing that you're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the universe going, Margie, you're good. And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, we're so happy that you found a really great space that you're moving into. It sounds like a new chapter is opening up in your lovely Av stories. And we just can't wait to continue hearing about it. We're so, so thankful that you're here with us mm-hmm. today to talk to us about your journey. We hope to have you back to find out more what's going on after the move. Besides, you know, having this beautiful brand story, you have such an amazing following. And we want to learn more about your subscription. So yeah. I think that could be another episode right there because I also run a subscription. So I think it would be really interesting to talk about how to start a subscription. And our subscription is completely different from each other. And I love how it's evolved for you. And it's been really fun how I've been able to evolve my subscription. Yes. So Yeah, Quinn, I would absolutely love to do another podcast because I think this subscription is such an interesting way to bring in revenue. But there's a lot of things that I'm finding. And I don't know if you found this too. So many. There's a lot of underlining work that you have to do, like keeping your boxes oh, no. boxed. Yeah. Like the little things I didn't think of, like in my head, I, all I was thinking of was like, oh, I can make 50 flowers in a month. And all of the rest of it was not brought up to me until like I started doing it. So I think it would be really interesting to, to talk about that because um, yeah, I love that we've done different subscriptions. I love that I've seen other paper florists do different things as well. Um, and I, I love that there's a market for it. So so yeah, I think it'd be great to come back and talk a little bit more about that. And we can also talk about the still lifes. But to be honest, this has just been so much fun. I think what you you ladies are doing is so incredible for our community. I just am so proud to be a part of it, but also just so proud to know you three because it's really been a dream come true number number first of all, just meeting you this year, but just watching how you guys are, are creating such an amazing space for people to come and thrive and learn. It's, it's really inspiring. So thank you so much for having me on here and for being such wonderful beacons in our community. I just, I can't wait to come back. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on here. It's been really incredible. Make sure you check out the show notes on Paper Talk blog for links and references to topics we talked about today. Thank you so much for listening to our show and be sure to join us next week for another episode of Paper Talk.